Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on it. For another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 484 for August. Whoa, what was that? That's a. That's a. That, that number's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, it is. Pretty soon it'll be over 500. Nobody will care anymore. You know that. <laughs> uh, August 14th, 2017. The fall rush is upon us. The release of Madden, which, which every year sparks. Hey, it's time for all them games to come out. And truthfully, there hasn't been any good games so far in 2017, so I'm looking forward to the Not one. That's true. Not, not a single <laughs> not, one. Not a single good game. It's been It's just so all been rubbish. Devoid, <laughs> devoid of absolute rubbish. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's this is the, don't possibly know. the worst this... year of gaming of all time. I think frankly. you might be right, to be fair. I, I think you might be right. Yeah, it was a bad year, so looking forward to those fall games. Maybe it'll maybe it'll pick up. But anyway. Yeah, I doubt it. On the show this week, we have Jay. Bonjour, no. And we have John. Hello. We have John Headroom. John Headroom. <laughs> oh, I tried to record some of that, but I didn't quite get it. It would have been. Thank God. It would have been fantastic. Mm. Anyway, we're going to talk about video games. There's some we can, there's some we can't. Ooh, okay. But uh, we're going to jump right in. And uh, Jay, why don't we start with you? I know uh, you've been playing a few games. Yes, I have. And fortunately for me, I can actually talk about all the games because I don't have anything under embargo right now, which is refreshing, actually. Because uh, you know when you are when you know when you're playing through a game, you're really trying to talk about it, but you can't. And then you let it sit for another week or two, and then you come back to it, and then it becomes much harder to talk about. Yep. It's yeah, that's the trouble. And um, none of that for me today. Uh, I'll go over the the smaller things quickly. Uh, Hearthstone had its new a uh, new expansion, but the uh, involving the Frozen Throne with artists and stuff like that, and from World of Warcraft, there's like Death Knights uh, representation of each of the heroes. It's pretty neat. And one of the things that they're doing this time around is that they're giving the solo adventure experience to everyone for free. What that means is that they have these uh, these quests. Where you have to fight NPC bosses with very unique, super uh, unique uh, special abilities and cards that are not in the normal game, and you have to kind of craft a craft a deck that can kind of uh, best them. So, for example, one one of the decks, uh, one of the heroes that you have to fight against can only be damaged with weapons. So all your minions on the field is useless against him. So you have to make a weapon that is uh, make uh, make a deck that's very weapon centric. And I haven't had to you know do anything like that. So I didn't have that deck. So I just sat down. I built a deck for a few minutes, trying this and that. And then it worked uh, the second time around. So I had to do some you know revisions here and there. And I think that's when Hearthstone really shines when you're kind of 
put against these uh, situations where you want to build these new creative decks and see if they work out or not. I think that's always fun. I haven't played Hearthstone in a long time, but going back to it reminds me of why I enjoyed it so much, uh, like uh, the two two years ago. And uh, the fact that all the sing- solo, you know, single player experience is free now gives good incentive for everyone that feels like me, you know, that kind of cast the game aside because it's old and you know, kind of stale at this point. But the new expansion is doing uh, doing a lot for it. Whether I'm going to stick with it and you know, continuously play with the. Uh, you know, with the new cards and stuff, I'm not sure. But as the as the weeks roll on, they're gonna put out new wings of the expansion of the uh, the adventure mode. I'll be sure to go back into those. There was also a brand new update for Overwatch, the Summer Games. Yep. And uh, Ken, I know, I know you've also been playing. Have you been playing Lucio Ball? No, I have not. I, to be fair, I didn't. This was this was the the shortest week of Overwatch. I, play. I only played two nights this week. Oh, okay. Yep. So not, not not much summer games for you just yet, right? No, but I did get the Junkrat skin, and I'm pretty happy. Oh, nice, dude. That <laughs> skin is pretty sick. Also, it comes with a lot of voice lines. He makes a lot of inside inside references to the game of cricket. Oh, yeah. Which I think is pretty amusing. Um, I personally got the 76 skin. Uh, and Drew's not here, but I'll, I'll report on his behalf. He got the Mercy skin. And that's actually the one that I want the most, so I'm going to keep playing... Uh, Try to see if I can get a couple of more stuff. But uh, on the subject of Lucio Ball, that's the big arcade game that comes with Summer Games. And it's better than ever. Now they even have competitive Lucio Ball. And me and Drew, and uh, we were playing, and then every time we would get a goal, we'd be like, goal! You know? And then when you get, like, a goal from, like, downtown, it's like you yell downtown. And just a lot of fun. Just not a, not as stressful as uh, the normal games with your own performance and stuff like that, except for when, you know, Drew scores on our goal like an idiot. But <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, Drew will do that sometimes. But overall, I think our performance was pretty good. We won most of the game. We had a lot of fun. And that's the most important thing. Uh, so, yeah, Overwatch is great. But the two big games, actually, I guess I have one more to talk about. I've also played Dead Rising 4. Oh yeah, that's a game. Yeah, that's a game that uh, I wasn't expecting much, and I won't say that it's great because it's not. No, it's but not. yeah, but it's still fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's still got the same you know Dead Rising uh, gameplay. You know, where there's like hundreds of zombies on screen, you get all these creative, customizable weapons, and you just go fucking crazy on them. One thing I really, really don't like about the game though is what they did with the the psychopaths. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah, psychopaths used to be kind of like these big moments where you would encounter these crazy people. A cutscene would play out showing the depth of their madness and seeing how crazy they are. And you would have these really, like, oftentimes uh, lengthy battles against them. Nice psychopaths are kind of nothing. They're just kind of in the world. You know, they're kind of like sub-quests, and they just come out and you kill them. Yep. There's no cutscene that plays. There's nothing. There's no fanfare. And... That's a bummer, dude. This feels like a game without boss fights now. And that's that sucks. I understand that the psychopath really bullet spongy and could be better balanced because Dead Rising is not known for how, you know, how twist gameplay and, you know, how the controls are in that game. But getting rid of it entirely is not the answer to that, to that problem at all. And the fact that they did really, really makes me annoyed. But outside of that, it's still fun. I'm, I'm kind of throwing new games at uh, my video card that I picked up. And uh, that's just how you do it. You you try out games that you had uh, you had trouble running at the you know, full 1080 or 1440p downscaled with max settings. You, you see your new video card can run those perfectly. 
and uh, <laughs> they do. Well, John, you're laughing, man. Can you relate to this, bro? Sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, yeah. um, there's nothing better than sort of trying your your settings that you'd had on a exactly. previous game that was a bit bit rubbish, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you can whack them up. That is pretty cool. Yeah, those games. Uh, I, just, that, uh, I just run everything on my Intel internal card. Okay. Your uh, yeah internal video card. For yeah, it's, with it's fine. Order. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that'll handle all the games at 4K, no problem, man. Uh, one of the funny things that, that happened is that I actually booted up Resident Evil 7 because I was uh, showing the game off to a friend of mine. And then um, I noticed that at the resolution, it was set to 4K. And then it was downscaling back to 1080p. <laughs> I didn't, it just did that automatically because of the new video card. And I was like, holy shit, I'm like, Man, this, is, this looks pretty nice. And it runs fine, too. And I was like, this, this is pretty impressive. It's a fairly big jump from my old video card. And I'm really happy with my purchase. Uh, although it was very expensive, I'm not gonna say it was cheap. But uh, I think this is a card that I can, I can safely use for about three years at the uh, two, three years at the least. So you know, I'm happy. I'm happy with my purchase. So the big two games that I, I play were uh, Pyre. Uh, have any of you, uh, you guys played that game yet? No, but that looks. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I I was until I found out what it was, and I don't want a fucking thing to do with it. Uh, Ken, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was. Exactly in the same spot. Right? I was like, "This is a multi multiplayer focused game. I don't want that." No, that's not, sh- that's not my problem with oh, it. Oh, okay. What was your problem with it? It's all fucking reading. It's it's like a vis- <laughs> it's a visual novel with a basketball game thrown in in between. No, thank you. Uh, don't I tell guess, me. Don't, I mean, there's a lot of reading in that game, and I really just don't care. There really isn't that much reading in that game, man. I gotta tell you, like, I play visual novel games, you know, I, that's like one of my bread and butter. So I can tell you that is not nearly as much reading in this game. Certainly there is, there is a decent chunk of it. That's how the story progresses, that's how your characters interact with each other, sure. But, uh, that's, that's not the, that's not the problem, I think. To me, the, the, the selling, the, the thing that kind of pushed me away, I thought it was gonna be one of those multiplayer focused games, you know, where you have to play online to really enjoy the gameplay. But that's not what this game is like at all. Um, this is, and I mean, obviously it has a single player campaign. And the basic premise is that you're this person, right? You're this, uh, you're this unknown criminal and you are cast down from the Commonwealth, which is kind of like normal society, into this uh, wildlands called the Downside, where all the criminals and undesirable people from society are thrown down to basically live out the rest of their lives and just kind of, you know, suffer and die. Uh, but it turns out that you are unique. Uh, John, could you stop breathing into the mic so hard, man? Come on. I've just moved the mic. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I try not to say anything, but man, it's... I it's like, you're, you're, it's like, it sounds I like you're... I'm a mouth breather. It was kind of turning me on a little bit. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're <laughs> gasping for breath, like you're out of breath, like you're running right now, like you're jogging or something, and surely... <laughs> that's, that's just me. Case. That's... That's what I'm like when I sit down. Jeez, I, I fear for your health, bro. I got you. Got you. Got to watch your body. You know, you take care of yourself a little bit better. Um, so basically, you're this person that can read, and that's a big deal in this universe. Reading is taboo; it's forbidden because with the power to read, you're able to recite these things, uh, uh, recite like words of like sacred texts that allows you to do these rites and. That basically gives you access to magic, more or less. And with that ability, 
you know, you're kind of brought into this group of exiles that want to go back into uh, into the Commonwealth by uh, proceeding through trials and rights. And what these rights are basically is that your three your three characters that you pick for the right are on your side of the pyre, and each the other the other exiles are on the other side of the pyre. And you have this glowing orb, and you try to grab it and you try to put it inside their pyre. But that's difficult because if you get too close to the enemy and they're not holding the glowing orb, you just become uh, you know purified and then you just kind of go out of the battle for you know a. a at the time. So you have to avoid the enemies and try to go around them. You can also pass the ball around. But the tricky thing is you can only control one character at a time, and that's whoever holds the glowing orb. Uh, so you kind of want to bounce it back between the characters. And also the characters are vastly different in their mobility and in some of their skills and, that, they, that you can do. And also the amount of damage that they do when, the, uh, when they actually put the glowing orb in the pyre. So there's a lot of tactics uh, involved. And the interesting thing is, whether you win or lose, the story continues. And it'll continue on uh, in, in regards to how you perform. So let's say if you fail the, fail the right, you'll have to accept the consequences of that. you know. And depending on the people that you choose to bring on the rights, people will look at you more favorably. There's like a skill system that you can kind of choose and pick what you want your characters to specialize in. So tactically speaking, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of room to wiggle. Which I can always appreciate. The uh, the rights haven't been that hard. I haven't lost one yet, but there have been times where you know I got a little you know it got a little dicey. I had to really try, and I quite enjoy that. Uh, but overall, I'm pretty impressed with the game. One thing that I will say is that uh, while it has a good soundtrack, I don't think it's it's super giant great. To to be which might mean is like you know one of the one of the best developers when it comes to music in their video games. I don't think it kind of hits that height, especially with how they've done with narration and uh, Bastion and uh, and Transistor. Um, so it, it's it's an interesting concept, and I, I'm enjoying the game a lot. I haven't finished it. I'm only about two hours in, but I do definitely plan on going back to finish it. And uh, the last game that I played, uh, and I also played for review, is uh, Hellblade. And this is a this is a game that's been kind of on the news off and on. Um, what what do you guys know about this game? Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. Um, very pretty. Mm-hmm. And to do with mental health. Indeed, indeed. And that's an odd thing to I think to put out forth, right? Because a game dealing with mental health and mental illness. And, it's certainly interesting. Yeah, yeah, because if you think about it, there aren't too many, actually, would it be accurate to say there is almost no games that really deal with mental illness first and forefront? Would yeah. that be accurate? Because I, I can't think of one. I'm sure there's some out there. I, I'd almost there's definitely. You. I know there's definitely one because I can, like, this kind of uh, adventure game that I remember Laura watching Markiplier play, and it was... Are you talking about the game Sanitarium? No. It was about a girl who was kind of trapped in her own mind, I think. Something like that, anyway. Um, But, I mean, you don't... It's not something you see very often, is it? No, 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 not at all. And um, the reason for that is is simply... It's a difficult subject matter to tackle, man. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, the the idea of mental health is, is, is... Isn't a lot of things... Is kind of exploited in a lot of ways in books and movies for in the case for plot devices right 
you know, if you think about all the psychopaths suffering some kind of an illness in whatever detective novel or movie that, you know, you're watching, that's just, you know, this is like a dime a dozen kind of deal. But if you really want to delve into what it feels like to be that person, you know, that's something and something else entirely. And the thing about video games in particular that it is unique to books and movies is that it puts you into the shoes of that individual. You know, when you're playing a role-playing game, you're playing that role, right? So because of that unique aspect of video games, it allows you to feel and play out what it feels like to have uh, a certain mental illness. And in this case, specific, it's a psychosis. And psychosis, you know, symptoms are varied and numerous. Their severity is obviously a case of contention for, you know, someone with psychosis can be living a normal functioning life without, without much issue. But, uh, you know, someone with extreme severe psychosis would have a hard time functioning in society or just basically existing at all because of how, how, how difficult things can get. So you, you talk about things like hearing voices, uh, seeing illusions and having delusional thoughts about things. And what what Hellblade uh, does is put you into the shoes of this individual uh, called Senua. And she has a very severe case of psychosis. And because of who she is in her time of like these Celtic warriors and, you know, like Norse mythology and Vikings and stuff like that, she is seen as someone like a like a cursed person because she sees things that doesn't exist she says a lot of weird things that are very ominous and it basically makes people wary of her and because of that it makes her an exile it makes her an outcast so she is cast out from her village saying that she only brings misfortune to everyone that she is involved with and she comes back uh, finally to her village to find it raided by these uh these vikings these norsemen and uh, her 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 you know her her lover basically killed and mutilated and murdered and that kind of be- becomes a spark of everything that happens from that point so she goes on a journey to you know, take back uh, the her lover's soul from uh, from hell. The the basically the the goddess of of Helheim, where the the uh, the souls of the dead uh, reign. So because of that reason, she goes on this epic journey. She has to go fight these like giants. She has to go do this and that. But while that sounds pretty typical on the surface, what it actually relates to as her condition and what she is really seeing and what she's really doing is another matter entirely. So when you're playing the game, you're constantly, uh, you know, kind of barraged by voices. And uh, Ken, when you were playing, I got a, I got a question for you. Were you using a headset to play this game? No, no, I was actually using my um, my sound bar, but I could I could definitely hear the the directional audio. It's it's very mm-hmm. interesting. And I will say your soundbar does not do justice to that direction. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I would 100% recommend that you play this game with a headset to anyone that's involved. Because the way they've recorded the voices is so fascinating. It's not only coming in from the left side, going out the right and back and forth. It, like, shifts. It's like 360-degree barrage of different voices. And they're all these little things that either put doubt in your mind about what you're doing or trying to kind of like deal with something. It feels like they have a personality and motive of their own. 
and uh, that's very interesting. And uh, the the way the way she sees the world as well, because the way the lights kind of shift and merge, everything feels a little fragmented. And just just when you think about the the notion of having psychosis, these are all like symptoms of what she's feeling. the The way the lights move, the way the the, the world kind of seems fragmented, like they're like ripped pictures, kind of torn and kind of sewn together. And it really displays that quite well. And that's something that I haven't really seen done in, in video game form uh, too much. And uh, I can certainly applaud that. And um, as far as the gameplay goes, I think the combat is, is fairly good. It kind of reminds me of um, For Honor. Uh, do you kind of get that uh, feeling at all, Ken? No, not at all. No, no. For Honor, uh, what do you... is, For Honor is a lot... It, there's a lot more to For Honor's combat. And, and sure. Hellblade feels very basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the basic concept is that I mean, obviously it doesn't have stances like For Honor does, but what it does is that your character is very, very large in that third person perspective. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So it basically takes up like the whole screen and the other characters over there. So it feels the combat feels very intimate because of that. It feels like you're locked in combat, and that is the word to use because you can't turn your back on your enemy and run away. That's just not an option. You have to face your enemy. You have to fight, and you have to kill him. And uh, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to just kind of just stand there and just, you know, swing away. You can still dodge, you can still block. And if you block at the right time, you can parry, put them off guard, and then go for a massive counterattack. I will say the combat is not not anything too complex, but because of the addition of, like, multiple enemies at once, and certain enemies you have to deal in different ways. Like, you haven't gotten to the parts where you have to use, like, certain combinations of moves to kind of put them apart before you can actually really damage them. So there are certain intricacies that are introduced later throughout the game. Uh, but the, one of the things that I felt would really bother me is that oftentimes you're also pitted against like multiple enemies. And one guy might be behind you. And in that perspective, that would feel cheap and uh, kind, of, kind of like a dick move because there's no way you can see who's behind you in third-person perspective that close up. So you would have no option but to get hit. But in fact, uh, the very voices that it, it's kind of been tormenting you, for, you know, from the very beginning of the game, actually helps you, because they you would hear like a whisper of saying something like "Look out!" and then there will be an enemy right behind you. So in that moment, when you hear you hear a sound cue like that, you could start dodging, you could start trying to to block and parry. So it actually becomes quite quite interesting. I feel like the combat is good enough to stand on its own, but it's not the main selling point of the game. Uh, but I, I certainly enjoyed it, and I kind of wish there was more combat throughout the game because it feels like there's a lot more puzzles than there's combat, uh, and that's kind of a bummer. But the only complaint that I had about this game is that they use a lot of the same kind of puzzles, and I understand that there is a connotation with uh, you know having psychosis and uh, these like perception puzzles where you start making connections and you start seeing symbols where there aren't any at all. So I get that, you know, yeah, it makes sense in the context of the story. I appreciate that. But if you're, you know, making me do the same puzzle over and over again, and they're pretty trivial to do, it seems more like busy work, you know, busy work to kind of break the pacing of the exploration and the combat than to serve the actual purpose of an actually, like, um, I guess, a satisfying puzzle because, you know, I, I enjoy puzzle games quite a bit. So if the, if the puzzles were difficult and really 
you know, took outside of the box thinking, then I would have appreciated that more. But I feel like they went the direction of, you know, when you make a puzzle, if you have to choose between making it too hard or making it too easy, you choose too easy every time. Because a puzzle that is too hard can stop a person from playing that game from that point on, straight up. A puzzle that is too easy might disappoint the person, but they'll continue with the game. So from a from a game developer perspective, I get it, but I feel like they could have respected the intelligence of their player base a little bit more and not stuff the difficulty in that regard. But uh, I won't spoil anything as far as how the how the game like proceeds to the end and everything. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a very it's a, it's a short game, clocking in at about six hours, but um, it's just long enough to tell the story that it wants to, and. You know, not not too long that it overstays its welcome. Because uh, I think, you know, you have to realize that this is a thirty dollar game. This is not a sixty dollar, you know, sixty dollar game that they're asking for. So if this game was twelve hours long and sixty dollars, would that have made it a better game? I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's how game length, how game enjoyability works. So in this particular regard, I think uh, the price is right for this uh, for this game. I quite enjoyed it. I especially respect the developers and the game itself for their kind of courage and the amount of dedication they put into uh, making this game feel authentic to what it feels to have psychosis. And I highly suggest uh, if you do beat the game, Ken, watch the makings of a documentary that's uh that's a, that you have you know that comes I think with every copy of the game, uh, and that'll that'll enlighten a lot of the processes and things that they were trying to go for, and uh, you, it, it makes you appreciate the game even more. Um, yeah, that's basically, that's basically it. Uh, any questions about the game at all, or anything you want to add, Ken? No, no. Like I said, I've I've only played about an hour of it, and so far, mm-hmm. I I think it's a very pretty game. I think it's interesting. I will definitely probably play through it. Um, no, no. I'm looking okay. forward. I'm looking forward to playing it because I like Ninja Theory, and you know I like character action games. And I know that there's not a, as much action in this game as as previous Ninja Theory games, but I think that might be okay. Yeah, this is a very different game to uh, enslave the MC um, and Heavenly Sword. Because, you know, the thing about it is that when I went into Hellblade, I was thinking that it was going to be like those games. Where it's going to have that zoomed out third person where I'm going to be doing a bunch of combos and, like, flipping around and stuff like that. And that's not what this game is about at all. And I can appreciate that they're, you know, they're not just a one-note developer. They're trying something different. Um, yeah, so I, I highly recommend that people do. Uh, do check it out. This is a game that was worthy of your attention. And funny enough, like, if I didn't review it, I most likely wouldn't have played it. Because I like to rent games that I'm not sure about, and this is digital only, you know, so no no renting a lot for this one. So I'm I'm actually pretty glad to have had the opportunity to play through this, and that was kind of a, a serendipitous moment, I suppose, that I wasn't doing anything when this came to our doorstep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that does it for me. All right, all right, John, you want to talk about some video games? Yeah, why not? So um, I went back to No Man's Sky. Yeah, oh. that, that patch is yeah. out. Tell, tell us about that, the patch. That patch is out, and I can't really comment on some of the interim stuff. I kind of went back into it when they did the base building stuff um, briefly, and have left it since, uh, since then. So that was probably, what, six, five, six months ago? Yeah. So that was sort of towards the beginning of the year. Um, so I hopped back on, and 
Uh, I thought, well, I'm going to start fresh because they have claimed to have added a lot of things with this update. Um, not just quality of life stuff, you know, simplified menus, quick options, but also 30 hours of story. Really? So I was kind of interested. I'm interested okay. to see how that part was. So I decided to start afresh. And um, some of the changes I, I, I like, some of them I don't. Um, it starts you off in the same sort of way. Um, it's all about Atlas or the Atlas Stones. Uh, the story, hmm, it's not really a story. Um, the first game had a, a, a kind of a narrative, and it was about, even though it wasn't projected in front of the player, it was about getting the Atlas Stones and getting to a certain number of them and then restarting. Um there was kind of hints of bigger things out there, but you never really sort of drilled down on it. Um, this kind of gives it an, a narrative over it. There's no voice acting. There's no cutscenes. It's all text-based uh, based stuff, but um, it's a similar kind of thing. Well, at least I think it is anyway. I have yet to get my first Atlas Stone on my new playthrough. Um, it's now um, mission-based, so... You start off with your wrecked ship. You've got to go and um, farm the bits that you need to create the items that you need to repair your ship. And then you get off the planet. And each of these are missions. And they have mission markers on the map, uh, which makes things a little bit easier, which is quite cool. Uh, so your first mission is, you know, repair your pulse thrusts, whatever. Go and mine, whatever. Uh, plutonium or uh, carbonite sheets or whatever, go and craft those and it it tells you how to do that and points you in the right direction um, then it's uh, leave the planet, find a warp core, power the warp core and they're all these missions and that's what they're kind of calling their story mode, it, it doesn't kind of let you work, figure it out for yourself, it gives you that guided thread so that you can follow it learn the mechanics of the game. Um, also, uh, part of it is uh, creating a uh, an item, because they have base building, which I introduced in a previous one. Um, you can now do that in the main game, and you can create uh, a beacon, and then you can find something you're looking for. So it tells you how to do that. Um, they also have side missions, which I have yet to experience. I picked up my first bunch of side missions uh when i late last night when i sort of finished up playing the game uh you basically go find a space station you go to um you know you have the room with your your vendor in it so you can sell your stuff on the opposite side you have another room that's got a guy in it who has a mission board and it looks like these missions are find this scan this element find this person destroy X amount of um, sentinels and from that you'll get either currency, you'll learn info about a particular uh, race or you'll get a mineral or you know an element or something like that so they've introduced that which is again, I, just, I guess it's a way for you to explore the system because I assume 
because each space station has them. They're based in, you know, they're all of the missions are based in that system that you're currently in, and it gives you an opportunity to explore stuff. They also have added downed freighters, so freighters can crash on a planet, and you can stumble across them, or you can, you know, get the knowledge and you know how you. Uh, you got your beacons where you can find stuff. I guess that could be something you could find. I did find one yesterday. I had nothing in it. It's like this big old freighter crashed on the ground. There's nothing. There's like like literally nothing inside of a giant freighter? There are some canisters or these big boxes that are like buried in the ground from obviously Mm -hmm. from the the crash or whatever. But you can't open them. So uh, even though when you scan, it has a little symbol next to it i could not find anywhere i've opened them maybe i need a a particular tool or something like that because that's another thing that i don't know if this update's introduced but it is different to when i first started uh, the game is that they have exotic elements that can only be mined when your multi-tool has been upgraded to a certain degree so your mining laser has been upgraded. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't mine them without it. So maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. Um, but it, it, it's a nice addition. It, it seems quite cool that they've they've added these things. Another thing that they've added, which has kind of frustrated me, is um, you can find, as you could have done with the previous game, you can find um, like a crash ship. And you can take that ship if you repair it. And I found a ship that was had a lot... Uh, similar like speed and warp capability and firepower, but it had a lot more spaces for infantry. So I thought, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So I fixed it up. Um, but some of the inventory slots had been damaged, and you can't fix them. You have to pay money to unlock them. In the same way as if you had uh, find one of those pods that upgrade your exosuit. With each additional slot, it costs you more money. And this is the same thing. And that's frustrating because inventory was always a real big issue when I first played that game. And although they've done some stuff to improve it, it's still a big issue. And by them saying, oh, look, you can have something that's got more slots, but you're going to have to pay large amounts of money to unlock them is kind of frustrating because to earn money you have to mine stuff and it helps you to mine you know the more much stuff you mine you get more money but you can't hold all the stuff because your inventory is limited and that was quite frustrating but it's still no man's sky um i don't know it i'll I'll probably i'm gonna play it some more i'm gonna try out some of the uh, mission based stuff see what that results uh, in me getting and i'll also try to get my first atlas stone to see if the story deviates in any other way other than you found one atlas stone now go find another one um because that's really what that the, the game okay. was prior would so, you would you would you say to someone let's say that kind of threw the game aside after the the first two three weeks right and said this mm. game is garbage uh, i can't believe i spent money on this but didn't didn't trade it and didn't sell it it's just kind of been sitting on their shelf or you would you be able to say with confidence yeah this is a time to check out the uh, no man's sky again now it's it's a better game now it's a fresh game now it's a game that is very much worth playing i can't say that for sure because mm-hmm. i have only played about three hours of 
the up, the updated version. But if they've got the game, put it in, try it, see how you like it. It's that's a no brainer. What I will say is, at the moment, it's on sale on Steam at like fifteen dollars. That's worth the price. If you've if you've been on the fence about it, and you've thought, I don't know, bit of a negative response. Not sure if I want to pick it up. I think at that price, with the update that they've now added, I think mm-hmm. it's definitely worth picking up. Um, I still, I mean, I I did rag on it slightly when it uh, that launched on the update on Twitter. Um, um, as much as I joked at that game, I have spent over 50, 60 hours playing it. Um, so I obviously enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I understand that it's not going to be for everyone. It isn't the game that it, people thought it was going to be, but it is getting closer to that. And there's also been rumours that this update is prepping it for the next update, which may have multiplayer. Yeah, um, I heard about that. Yeah, something to do with some orbs. If you see an orb on a planet, it's another person. You can't interact with them, but it's another person on that planet or in the in that galaxy or whatever. Um People are saying that that could potentially be their precursor to the next update, which which could contain it. Whether that's true or not, I mean, uh, uh, Sean Murray and, and Hello Games have, have stayed very very quiet through the um, well ever since launch, really, with the odd occasion. Even with the updates, they're only ever putting that info like a day or two before the update hits. They're not really delving into okay. uh, what they're doing and the process um, that's going through. John, could you tap your mic? With your hand for a second. Sounds like it's raining. Yeah, it sounds like you're raining. Let's go run. No. Sorry, I, I'm indoors. I'm not outside. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, that, yeah, that was. I mean, weird. We know it's just your mic was like shh. It's kind of yeah. like just raining noise constantly. Weird. Sometimes tapping okay, it helps because it's, it's just back. It's just picking up background noise and such. Okay. okay. Weird. Is that okay now? That's, yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would say if you've not picked it up and you've got want to play it on PC, it's probably worth picking up now while it's in the sale and this updates on if you've already got the game and haven't gone back to it yeah definitely stick it in update it and and see how you get on whether it's still worth full price for a lot of people eh, that one's tricky to say um i also i can't talk about what's today's date 13th 14th yeah i i can't talk about the other game that i have started playing which is ridiculous because the game has been out on other platforms for like three or four months, uh, but apparently game? there's an, a thumper. Uh, apparently there's an embargo on the Xbox One version, so that's ridiculous. But um, so I can't really say that I've been what well, I've. You could say you playing it. that game. I've been playing it, and it's exactly like the previous versions. So if you like them, you know it's a pretty darn. Those versions were pretty darn good. Um, the other game I've played a lot of is oh Christ, what have I played? I did oh I started Dragon Quest Heroes Two, okay. which was um, very very cheap on Amazon, very cheap. And um, I've only played maybe two hours of it. Um, it came earlier today. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Yes, uh, I like the fact that. Because I played the first one, the I can't remember the full title of the game, but it was the tree Dragon below Quest the one Heroes. lights below or some shit. I don't well, know. yeah, some woe tree 
I, I really don't know what that was all about. Um, but I didn't get on too well with it. This one's slightly different because it's got kind of an open world part or component to it. And that actually isn't too bad. But again, I've, I've not really played a, a huge amount, uh, to be fair. So I can't sort of comment. It's, um, I think it looks wonderful. I think it looks really colourful. Um, super, super nice. Uh, very dragon, uh, dragon Quest-ish in its, um, uh, in its presentation. Voice acting, if you have it on English, um, they're using all British voices, which yeah. as a British person, it's, it's really weird. Even for me as a British person, they... It's hard to explain. Um, when you're a British person and someone tries to do a British accent of what they think a British person sounds like, this is what they all sound like. You know, top of the morning, you know, showing your shoes, all very, very kind of <laughs> prim, and it's slightly disconcerting. Um, not to say they're bad acting. It's I don't think it's bad voice acting. I just think that the um, <laughs> the way that the uh, the the accents are. I don't, I'm not sure where they got these people from. It must have been like one place in central London or something. And they all sound identical. It's very, very weird. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. I've, I've just kind of opened up to like one of the bigger main areas and, uh, it looks like there's lots of side quests to do and there's like a hub world that you can go to and you can learn your skills. So it's, it's, it's nice so far. Um, and then the other thing I played. Uh, since last being on here is um, Avon Colony, which yeah, that game's cool. That game is it is, it is pretty cool. Um, it's it's Tropico, but in space, yeah, almost. Um, it's not so much on the f- political side, the faction side. This is more about um, you, you've got to keep your, your colonists happy, but this is more about exploring that the land you're on. Um, it's kind of I, I'm like. I played up to about maybe the fourth, like, main story mission thing. And you now have the ability to uh, create a, um, like, a, a, tr- a hangar, essentially. And you can send a, a ship out with people on to go and explore the area. There are missions based, like, trying to find people who have gone out on other missions that have, you know, come a cropper and uh, you've got to go look for them. It, it's, it's actually quite cool. Um, it does get quite difficult quite quickly uh when you've got to contend with uh you know your, your resource management so you you know you've got to make sure you've got enough power you've got to make sure you've got enough water you've got to make sure you're producing enough food uh, you'll then get side missions to produce a certain type of crop that you can then uh trade and, and get rewards for but then they start adding like environmental disasters. You have like aliens that will come and um, try and destroy the uh, your, your your town or city or whatever. And then you've got uh, other environmental disaster um, issues such as holes in the ground that will spew uh, acid. That you've got to cover them up, but they're quite far away. So you've got and it, it's it's quite in depth. Again, not so much of the politics stuff. This is. Um, more about the resource management and exploration, but I I have enjoyed what I've played so far, and I think at the price that is, which is like well, it's twenty five quid, so I guess thirty bucks. Um, I think that's a great little game if you kind of like those sort of things, Sim City, uh, Tropico, that kind of thing. It's a really good one of those. 
I like that game. And then finally Splatoon. I played some more Splatoon. Um, Splatoon two, get, two, I assume. Splatoon two, yes, yeah, sorry, Splatoon okay. two. No one, no one's playing Splatoon. I, I don't um, know, man. Maybe they don't have a Switch. The well, there's something wrong with them. Uh, yeah, I've just played some more of that. Um, I, it's, it's enjoyable. I still get incredibly frustrated that the odds of you winning a match if somebody drops at the beginning of the mat game is almost impossible. They need to sort out what's causing that. If it's people just like, yeah, I'm in the game now, but I'm going to back out, they need to raise a penalty on that. Um, and if it's a networking issue, they need to sort that out because I've played probably, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 games so far. And I would say that at least 20, 25 of them have ended basically where you've got people on your team that have zero pain points. And in some cases, not just one, there have been two. And you have got no chance of winning that game if, if well, as I say, it's incredibly difficult. If one person drops, you have zero chance if two people Ooh, drop. Uh, hold, 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 John, John are, are you saying that there are like maybe children or something that are playing this game? They shouldn't be playing the game if they cannot commit to the three-minute <laughs> match. Oh, the ch- oh yeah, yeah, kids definitely shouldn't be playing Splatoon 2. That's not a no, game not they should play at all. They, they, this is a life lesson in commitment. It's three <laughs> minutes. It's not a game of Call of Duty. We're on there for ten. If they can't... Mm-hmm. Stand the heat. They should get out of the kitchen. Yeah, it's uh, Splatoon two. It's where the stakes are. You know, you just gotta, this, you just gotta commit to it. You know, it's uh, it's, it's really it. serious. Kids serious. are not kids are not dropping out of those games. Whiny little fucking adults that don't want to yeah. upset their their ratios are dropping out of those games. That's but why would they have zero points if they dropped that after playing? Like, um, I yeah. don't know. It's, I mean, that's the weird thing. Unless it's not registered in the points, but mm. I, I don't know. But it does happen way too often. Um, as I say, I can't tell whether it's a player issue or a network issue that's doing it. But either way, that has to change because it does hamper the enjoyment, especially if you're on a good... Like, I had uh, a couple of games where I was on a good run. Uh, teams were winning. I was normally, you know, second or first. And then you'll have... That'll get ruined by three or four games where you've got no chance because there's only three of you. And I, again, I don't know what is causing the issue, but they do need to look at getting that solved because it, it, it bums you out. And that, that then make, it gets me angry. I just turn the game off. And it's like, that's, you know, that's not how, because I've enjoyed a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like unlocking all of the new weapons you get and, and clothing options you get when you level up. Uh, you know, even the the poor ones, I often just go get them leveled up because it's nice and easy. Um, the uh, ability to order stuff that you've seen somebody wear, that's really cool. I've done a couple of Salmon Run games. That was really cool. It's a good all-ground multiplayer package um, that's just marred by that one little thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the issue with multiplayer games is the other people, right? That's the beauty and, that's if and the trouble. It. Mm-hmm. That's if again. That's if that's what it is. Um, but it, it, regardless, when you when you've got it happening as frequently as it happens, it, it can take away the enjoyment. Um, and other than that, it's a, a fantastic game. And 
it's not a game that needs voice chat, I don't think, thankfully, because he wants to run that stupid app. Um, you know, it's getting the perfect time, you know, three minutes you get in, you've got great music playing, um, it ramps up the tension as you get closer to, to, to zero on the clock. Um, and there's something about that split second where the two cats are telling you, especially if it's close, who's won, that gets me really excited and, and, and tense. It's brilliant. Uh, speaking of Switch games, uh, when's that Mario and Rabbids game coming out this month? In the 29th. Yeah, 29th. 29th? Okay. We haven't gotten that in yet, right? No. Ubisoft okay. I is, cannot. Yeah, Ubisoft's kind of late. Right. cannot wait for that game. I'm so pleased I got to play it. It's, it's and... published by Ubisoft? I know it's developed by. Yeah, it's published, oh, yeah, published. published by Ubisoft. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's really the only games I've worth I've been playing. All right. Well, I'll wrap it up by saying I can't talk about most of what I'm playing. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Ken. That was really insightful. I, you know, enjoyed your commentary week. about the games. So. Yeah, I, I played uh, some Sonic Mania. Can't talk about that. Uh, oh yes, that's that's out soon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's out Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I play. Wow. I've been playing Madden for review. Oh, and I can't talk about uh, that yet. Embargoes in awesome. Madden is the, the the most hilarious things ever. Hey, they actually added a new mode this year. What are you talking? There's a yes, story, mode. story mode. There's a story oh. mode in this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess you can't talk shit about it until I'll it talk about comes it up. next week because the embargo. Well, actually, the embargo lifts a week early. It lifts on Thursday, I believe. Okay, that's a slightly more reasonable than the day of release. Yep. Yeah. Well, it, they kind of don't have a choice because it comes to EA Access on the 17th. So people are going oh, okay. to be talking about it anyway, even if, you know, reviewers can't. So. Gotcha. Um, I am, I can talk about, I can't give, you know, like a final, even though I'm not reviewing it, but I can't give a score. But Wait, I, if, if you're not reviewing it, you're free to do whatever you want. No, no, Unless no. it was they, a copy there, provided. There, was, there, were, there were copies provided. So Okay. Um, Agents of Mayhem. I've been playing. Uh, oh, I so want to play that game. It's uh, good. It's um, Imagine Saints Row. If, yes. If you had a little bit of Crackdown thrown in. Oh, my God, yes. And maybe a little Overwatch. Oh my really? God. So the hmm. Overwatch comes from the fact that every character is different. So you get a roster of characters. Um, you start with three, and you can do missions to collect new agents. Think of it like G.I. Joe. Like every character has their own personality, their own kind of thing that makes them special. Um, they have their own weapons. The weapons all do different things. Uh, every character has three different abilities that you can add to them. Um, and then you can earn like these little things to switch those abilities. So, for example, like the the main character that you see, the Hollywood guy, he shoots a grenade. Well, you can unlock new grenades that do different things, uh, and they'll have status effects. Like they'll make him run faster. They will make his mayhem bar fill up faster. They will, um, you know, do area of effect damage. Uh, what what does the mayhem bar do once? So the mayhem bar is essentially your ultimate. So when you fill that up, you can tap the left and right bumper, and then the character will do their special move. So, for example, Hollywood's is he gets a bunch of explosions falling from the sky, so it looks like a Hollywood action movie. Um, those explosions do damage. Um, there's, um, there's a character that has um, a robot that flies around with her, and when you do her ultimate, the robot just goes around and starts stunning all the enemies. So, 
like every single ultimate is different based on the character. Um, the cutscenes in the game are Saturday morning cartoons, so they're all animated like uh, like a cartoon style, and they tell a really over the top story about these, you know, really flamboyant bad guys, and these heroes are trying to take them down. Um, the world is open, but uh, there's a hub that you can go to where you can craft items. Uh, upgrade cars, get new skins for your characters, things like that. Um, there are a ton of different mission types from the story missions, the character missions where you unlock other characters. Um, there are contracts you can do. There's open world stuff, but the game is kind of structured differently. It's not like you're... You can you can select your mission from the main menu and then just kind of go do it. You don't have to run around the open world. And in fact, it's a lot easier to just select the mission... Um, from the arc and then travel to where it's at. So it is open world, but it doesn't necessarily feel as open world as some other games do. Um, I do have some issues with it. Um, mainly my biggest issue is for a game that's very kind of fast and colorful and, and really, you know, explosive. The characters feel very heavy. Um, they don't. Uh, the combat's real fast. There's always a lot of enemies on screen, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And it doesn't feel like the controls keep up with the game. Like I had to. Most games I can deal with the default turning radius, you know, the speed of the turns. In this game, I had to jack it all the way up. Just are to, you playing on the what? What platform are you playing on? I'm playing on. I played it on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, okay. So it, you know, I'm playing on a controller, but the like the standard aiming controls just didn't feel fast enough. Um. Another issue that I have with it is that I really hate the way the cars handle. Mm. They uh, they feel really heavy. Um, turning feels very slow. Uh, they don't really have a good sense of speed. Uh, so I most of the time I don't even use cars, uh, which is which makes the crackdown element really good because all of the characters can triple jump, uh, and then depending on the character they can either climb up walls or they can use this like hook to, like, hook into the wall to climb up walls. So. But no, I'm, I'm really enjoying that game. I think it has really good personality. It has a really fun story. Um, I like the diversity of the characters. I like that they all truly feel different. So, like, the shotgun guy feels extremely different from the more agile, kind of dual pistol-wielding character. Can you switch characters whenever? So, you can set a loadout when you mm-hmm. go into the open world and you can pick three characters and you can switch them on the fly by tapping the D-pad. Oh, okay, so it just allows you to switch on the fly during a mission. Yes, so anytime okay, you want to switch, good, you good, just tap good. left or right on the D-pad and you'll switch to the other character. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be useful because I can't imagine a shotgun guy being good at all times, right? No, so, no, and the thing is, is um, just like every other game in the world, uh, all the characters have uh, XP bars and as they level up, they get stronger. And uh, whoever's in your party, whichever the three characters you take with you, they will all level up together. But if you don't have a character with you, then you'll have to bring them out later to level them up. And some missions require certain level characters to do. Oh, I still want to play this game. I just love the idea. It's, you know, Saints Row, not Saints Row, but that whole universe, that whole kind of humor. I like, really like this idea. Yeah, it's, it's really well written. Um, the voice acting is is pretty good. Uh, I love the over the top cartoon style of the game. I mm-hmm. think that's I think that's really fun. I just wish it played a little better. What's that's, the uh, multiplayer like, by the way? The, uh, as far as I know, there isn't any. 
Wait, there's no multiplayer for Agents of Mayhem? Really? No, there's no co-op. There's no... I mean, it's, oh. a, it's a straight single-player game. Oh, dude, I had a very different idea about this. Yeah, I thought no. it was a multiplayer focus game. No, I think there's online things, like there's contract missions you can do, or maybe uh-huh. leaderboards, but no, there's no uh-huh. straight co-op in this game. It's just just you and... Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday. Okay. Maybe uh, I'll, I maybe I'll give it a air, shot. Air, I, think, I like yeah, it. I think I'm, I'm going to have to. I just... Uh, it kind of looks to me what it looks like what I wanted Sunset Overdrive to be, um, like really colourful. Um, seems like sort of crazy action, but I really didn't like Sunset Overdrive. So I'm hoping this was this is what that Sunset Over of... Sunset Overdrive lived and died on the fact of how much you enjoyed the traversal. And I did not. Yeah. So it's for somebody who did enjoy it. It's a great game. If you did not enjoy it, that game that is what that game is. So, but no, this game is very much uh, an open world, you know, third person shooter. Okay. Awesome. Yep, I'm enjoying that game. Um, okay. Seems like a good rental for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm about I think I'm about three or four hours into it, and I'm enjoying that, it quite a bit. So add that to my gameplay queue. Uh, the other thing I did this week is I I bought an Oculus Rift. Uh, yeah, oh, Mr. yeah, sweet tweet. Mr. I hate 3D kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ne- I'm not going to get this gimmick. I never said I hated it. Fad. I never said I hated it. You said it was a fad. And John, you know what? I took enough of this on Twitter. I don't need it for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you Luckily, did get a lot of shit from that on Twitter. Yeah, I did. I, I got a lot of shit on Twitter. And you Luckily, know what? I'm, I'm not your friend, so you're fine. No, that's uh, true. That's true. So um, I figured I, I figured I, I was going to take advantage of you know the the summer of Oculus sale before it ended. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. It's also dirt cheap now. If you've got a computer that runs it, it's about the same price as a PSVR, and uh, those two are com- very different. So I think at that sort of price, it's actually cheaper. Why not? Because the PSVR is 500 for the bundle with the controllers and the camera. Oh, you get the control. Yeah, yeah. I got everything. I got the sensors, the controllers, the the headset, and a bunch of games. Does it give you the like four different USB cables um, sockets to add to your computer? Because that takes up quite a few, I think. Doesn't it? Uh, you only need two USB 2.0s and one USB 3.0, and a, and a free HDMI slot because that's what the headset plugs into. But you know what? Most computers have more than three USB slots. So, <laughs> well, if not, you 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 need to buy a new board. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I was gonna say. To be fair, if it's not got that many, you haven't got. A, uh, it's probably not new enough to have a car that will run it anyway. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry. Mine would. Mine would run it. I was I was extremely impressed with how easy it was to set up. Like I plugged in the two sensors. I set them about I don't know three feet apart on my desk. Um, plugged in the headset, the Oculus Rift booted up, the controller synced. Um, it's really kind of surreal that those control yeah. those controllers are fucking amazing. Are they? They look weird, but do they feel and they control good? F- they feel great, and the nice. games that use them are perfect. Mm-hmm. So, just to give you kind of an example, there's a Spider-Man Homecoming thing that you can download for free. And mm. You can get that on PSVR. Yeah, yeah, you can. But you don't have touch controllers. And I'm going to tell you right now, the touch controllers blow the fucking move wands out of the water. <laughs> oh, of course I they do. Oh, my God. Um, so, like, you're using your hands to shoot the webs, and there's a button literally right where your middle finger is. So it's, like, fucking one-to-one perfection. Like, it feels <laughs> so good to do. It's 
God damn, it's weird. Like, the first time I booted up, I'm like, alright, let's see what the big deal with this thing is. Yeah, whatever, whatever. What was the first thing you played, like, a game-wise with the Oculus? That's what I'm talking uh, about. Lucky's Tale was the first oh, thing. Oh, yeah, played. yeah. Tell me about that. Lucky's Tale, um, you know, that game was like, a lot of people were like, why would I want to play a 3D platformer in VR? Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't seem really that interesting. I will have to say that that is extremely interesting. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're moving along, normal jump, land on things kind of thing. But then you walk out into this world and, you know, you're just moving your head to look around and you can see, like, the level down below you and just the way that the perspective works and, and how you can see. It's just... So, to give you an idea, I was the biggest proponent of, you know, this isn't that big a deal. This is going to come, this is going to go. How much different could it really be? Everybody who has told me that you can't say anything until you do it yeah. is fucking dead on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the problem that this faces is because you can't tell. I mean, even with the PSVR, that it's that sensation, that feeling, and you can't get that unless you try it. It's not something that can be told to you. And as these prices go down, it is more likely that people are going to take advantage of it, which is good. It's also worth noting that people who have done like the phone VR, you mm-hmm. still haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because nah. I had, I, you know, Justin came over to help me uh, move a couch this week, and I'm like, dude, you got to try this. He's like, I have Google Cardboard, it's fine, you know, it's not that big a deal. I was like, all right, you're going to do this. So I sat him down in the Spider Man thing, and then I sat him down in this software called the Toy Box. And he was like, dude, I want to buy one of these right now. He's like, this is, he was like, this is totally night. He sat in the toy box for 30 minutes. I eventually had to tell him he needed to go. (laughs) Dude, you got to leave my house. I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, it's like, it's like 10 o'clock at night and we're supposed to play Overwatch. You need to go. He's like, I want to keep playing the toy box. That is cool, man. You made another believer out of another person that was kind of, you know, on the fence about it. So interesting. It It is surreal. Um, I've been messing around with things like Google Earth. Um, I downloaded a bunch of like little experiences that you can get for free. I did the Ghost in the Shell one, which almost kind of threw my stomach a little bit. Because um, if you've seen the new movie, there's a recreation of the first scene from the first movie where she jumps off the building into the window. And they do that in the VR. And when she jumped, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm really falling. It's kind of making my stomach drop a little bit. It's, uh, yeah. How do you find your compatibility with the VR so far, Ken? Oh, uh, it's been fine. Like I said, I had the little okay. drop in my stomach there. Uh, Lucky's Tale kind of gave me a little drop, because it was one of the first games that I played, and, and still one of the only games that I've played that the camera moves, and you can move the camera. Mm-hmm. So the two motions at the same time can kind of jar you a little bit, but I haven't like had to close my eyes or take the headset off because I felt like I was going to vomit or anything, man. Um, the, the next game on my list that I got for free when I bought the headset is uh, Eve Valkyrie. That's, that's kind of my, I'm, I'm really going to put myself to the test to see if I can handle this type deal. And I've heard that that game is incredible in VR. Yeah. I heard that's the best representation of a VR game. It sounds like what a Ryan would really enjoy too if he were to get VR. Yeah, I know he loves that space, like elite, dangerous kind of game. Yeah, I'm. 
I am absolutely impressed. I've been looking at new things to pick up. Like, I'm trying not to spend a bunch of money on it because I know a lot of these things are short. They're they're kind of just experiences. So I've been kind of, you know, dipping into all the free stuff, which I have a lot of free stuff. Um, oh, well, but by the way, Ken, they had the, the Batman Arkham VR thing for like $8 earlier, like yesterday, if you're interested in that. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. 8 bucks sounds like a really good price to check yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, that's a good price for it. But no, I'm I'm really impressed with this thing. I have a lot of fun with it. I still I still don't think it's going to replace me playing regular games, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a really really cool. I enjoy it more for experiences than I do for games. Like Lucky's Tale is cool. I've played you know maybe half hour, forty five minutes of it. I think it's neat, but I would still rather play that game, like on you know just like a regular playing. Because that's another thing is I find myself I can't play around in VR for more than a half hour, 45 minutes before I really need to kind of take a break. Okay. Also, 3D video is amazing. It's it's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean fucked like, up? I mean, it feels like the people are there. Uh-huh. It's really, really weird. Like, it's just, think, about, think about, like, business meetings and stuff like that in the future taking place in virtual space. It, I could, everyone wearing headsets. If so, let's just say, for example, you could do like a Skype or a Google video. Yes. In mm-hmm. VR, it would blow your fucking mind. You would feel like you could reach out and t- like I've actually knocked things off of my desk um, when playing in things like Toy Box because I will because Toy Box is essentially you sitting at a desk full of toys to play with, and I will reach for them because you know you're in a virtual space. And, like, I will knock things off of my desk or bump my hand into my desk because I don't realize that they're <laughs> they're actually there. Like, you totally lose your sense of space outside of the headset. Is it easy to take off and on, like, uh, as, as you're playing? I have a little bit of an issue because I have glasses. Uh-huh. Uh, so the glasses kind of get stuck in the headset when I take it off. But it is, it is relatively comfortable um, okay. when, I, when I put it on. So... But no, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I was kind of nervous when I bought it. I'm like, was this really worth the $400 I just spent on it? But playing with it, I totally feel like it was worth my $400. Man, like if I didn't if I didn't have to spend that much money on a uh, on my video card, I would consider picking up the Oculus too, but Yeah, that that gotta, price gotta is up. that price is just too good for me right now because like it came with the touch controllers, it came with the sensors, mm-hmm. and it came with like 10 free games. Yeah, this is basically the perfect uh, starter pack for Oculus Rift at the right price and all. So yeah, I mean, I, I debated uh, between that and PSVR, and I'm like, I really think Oculus is the better option. I just think it's you know my PC yes, is much. stronger. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, again, maybe I don't, they'll have a similar sale for Vive or something like that. Yeah, point. the Vive is still way too expensive for me. Like it is seven it is, eight hundred dollars. I just I even after using it, seven eight hundred dollars is still not worth it. But the Vive, once again, is supposed to be the best of the best as far as the VR experience goes for consumers. Oh sure. So so that's that's kind of the the reason why I want to buy into that. But what, like you said, it might not be justifying the two hundred, three hundred dollar bump, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's worth I don't I don't I don't I couldn't imagine an experience that would be worth almost double what I paid. Mm. You know, because Oculus is pretty good. Yeah. So and I gotta say the the resolution's not bad. I mean you can totally tell it's not full H D like what you're seeing on your T V, but it's not bad. So Cool. 
But yeah, looking forward to looking forward to playing some more of that. Yeah, yeah I'm curious because you you know we lost kind of our VR guy when Justin sold his PSVR, so you're it. You know, you're gonna be that representative of all things VR going forward. Yeah. So that's a good perspective to have. I feel. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to check out some more things in VR. So, but anyway. That's that's pretty much it for me. I spent a lot of time playing Madden and Agents of Mayhem. So, but let's talk about what's coming out this week. There's uh this is this feels kind of like the start of the holiday season. Uh, we do have Agents of Mayhem out on Tuesday. Uh, City Skylines finally comes to PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matterfall is coming out this week. Uh, Nidhogg Two is out this week. Uh, I understand it's just an indie game and all, but not a lot of fanfare this game. I know the first game was kind of a cult hit, if you guys played it. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I get why people liked it, but again, it's another one of those local multiplayer things that didn't do anything for me. Yeah, uh, the second one I hear it is drastically different visually. Like, looks a lot nicer yes. and actually has a lot more things going for it. So maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out or something. Well, but we, we have somebody reviewing it, so his review's done. It should oh, okay. go live this week. So. Okay, I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a read. Uh, Observer. I don't know what that is. I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Sonic Mania is out for everything. We'll talk about this in news, but uh, the PC version's been delayed, but the console versions are out this week. That I've only heard nothing but positive things about that game so far, so um, I have high expectations. This game has like kind of a lot riding on it because it was the fans that got to make it. You know, there was yeah. a couple people that were real big into the Sonic community, the 16-bit community. Like, this game needs to be something big if Sonic ever wants to get back in the good graces. Well, at the end of the day, if a fan can't make a game that's successful and people like, then, you know, it's it's just no, no longer a time that Sonic can exist in. I can't tell you which one way or the other, John. Mm-hmm. My embargo forbids it. Oh, that's fair enough. I'm just saying, but that's the thing, isn't it? Is if a fan can't, fans can't do it, and Sonic Team certainly can't do it. There's no hope. Yep. Uh, Sudden Strike Four. I Sounds must, like a mobile game. I was gonna say I must have missed the first three. Uh, Undertale is coming to PS4. Oh boy! That's oh, I can't wait. PS4, huh? Cannot John, wait to play that game. John, have you played Undertale, my friend? I have not. That's why I can't wait to play this game. Yes. That is the only game I that's the only game I've ever given a ten out of ten in my entire career of writing reviews, you know, on scoring wow. things. And there is a very, very, very good reason for that. And that game is special. And it's crossbuy as well, isn't it? Hmm? Go ahead. It's cross it's cross by as well if you get it digitally. Oh, wait for PS plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh I'm not sure about oh, that one on PS plus. Oh it'll happen. Oh, 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 well I'll I'll if I don't get it, Laura will because she played that thing to death on PC. She loved it. Oh, okay, so you have a uh, you have a uh, someone that you know that's played it. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm yeah. uh, I'm actually looking forward to hearing your opinion on it. Obviously, you know, play through the game. It's not a particularly long game, so just to go ahead and give that a shot and uh, looking to hear mm. your opinion on it. Uh, Rogue Stormers is hitting PS4 this week. <laughs> that game, wow. Yeah, yeah, that game hit Xbox is that- One. Like six months ago. Is that a free to play? No, 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 no. It sounds like a free to play game. It's not. It's uh, a. It's just the title. The title sounds like a free to play. No, it's not. Uh, Danger. 
recorded a video for it, or at least tried to, and then it did not go well. Yeah, Wyatt reviewed it for the Xbox One, and he did not care for it either. <laughs> yeah, it's, not a, it's not a great game. Uh, World to the West is coming to the PS4. I've heard that's neat. I've never had a chance to play it. Any, any, any correlation with Journey to the East? No. Let's no. go to the West, okay. Uh, Zero Escape Time, Zero Time Dilemma is out PS4 yeah. this week. Now it's uh, now all of the Zero Time or Zero Escape games are on PS4, and uh, that's nice because you know you couldn't play uh, Zero Time Dilemma that was only on PC before. So I mean uh, PC and P- uh, PS Vita, so that's nice. Troll and I is coming to the Switch, which that is oh a, that, that game got murdered by that one game of our guys. Not, guys right? That game is not good. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see what's out for the PC this week. Anything funny? Um, <laughs> okay. There's a few here. Uh, well, actually, let's talk about the big new release that we should be excited for. Fucking StarCraft's out this week, bitches. <sighs> the remastered, right? Yep. It's out tomorrow yeah. or today. If you did, we, did we successfully push that on Drew so you can actually finally play StarCraft for the first time? I don't know if we've got a code for it, but man, could you uh, imagine making Drew play this game? I know, that's like, obviously I would love to play it because it's fucking StarCraft, but but I'm more interested in getting someone new into the into the series. Oh, more I, bet, than I bet he'd hate it. I bet he'd hate it. He might, <laughs> but I, I would peer pressure him into liking it. It don't matter. I'll be playing. I'll be playing that game this week. I don't care. Yeah, me too. Um, here's some here's some funny games coming out on PC this week. Arkanoid smoking. What? <laughs> Isn't Arkanoid? Well, Arkanoid. Yeah, yeah Arkanoid. The little know? bouncy ball. Yeah, the 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 line at the bottom with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah brick Where does the yeah. smoking come from? I don't know, but that's the name of the game. Okay. Uh, there's also Flat Fat Cat. <laughs> flat Fat Cat. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Pain Train Pain Apocalypse. How's that one? Say that three times fast. Pain Train Jesus. Pain Apocalypse. Um, what did they come up with these names? It's like they use a random generator or some shit for their names. Yep. Space Scumbags. That's how this week. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, PC, the place to play. Yeah. Uh, call me Skyfish. Skyfish. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, if that's the name you want to go by, Ken, I got nothing against you. Skyfish, man. I mean, baby. Skyfish, cool indeed. Changing my uh, changing my gamer tag to Skyfish. I don't know ah, Skyfish. All right, uh, let's go into some news. As we mentioned, Sonic Mania has been delayed on PC, but if you did pre-order it, Sega's giving you a freebie. I believe it's, uh, was it Sonic 1 on the PC? Sonic 1, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sonic 1. Better than nothing, I guess. And you know, That's they, nice they, of him. Yeah. Uh, no Fine. Man's Sky is heavily discounted. The Atlas Rises DLC is out. So as John was mentioning earlier, now might be a really good time to play that game. You know, the thing about uh, No Man's Sky at this point, for me in particular, that ship has sailed and gone way far, far. I never had too many, too much expectations for that game to begin with, so I wasn't that disappointed when it turned out the way it did. But I'm more curious about what Tello Games' next game is going to be like. Not only the scrutiny of the community that's going to be you know, put forth on that game, but what he's going to be able to bring to the table and his developing team, right? Motherfucker, if- he's doing Joe Danger 3. Let it go. <laughs> is he doing Joe Danger three? No, I, I hope he is. I love Joe Danger. Yeah, Joe Danger was a good, uh, good games. Like they're, I mean, I'm not gonna say they're like game, game of the year, but they're, they're, they're just fun little nuggets of games. Yeah, trials for. I'd kids. be okay with that. That's what I called them. Yeah, that's fairly, that's fairly fair. Yeah. 
here's one I'm surprised you didn't talk about, Jay. The th- uh, 3DS demo from Monster Hunter uh, RPG Stories. It was out this I don't, week. Yeah, I don't really care about that that much. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. Uh, it's just, you know, it's not a Monster Hunter game, dude. It's uh, they, they put Monster Hunter, like, creatures, and there's, like, a story mode, and it's, like, an RPG. It's, like, eh, I don't that know. That might it's be something I'd be interested in. Would you? Yeah. I don't, I don't really know, get dude. on with it. I don't really get on with Monster Hunter, but an RPG in that world, that sounds pretty awesome. Maybe. I mean, you have, like, mounts, and you, like, ride rattalos and dragons, and you have different types of monsters that you can be, you know, befriend and stuff. I I guess I can see that. Yeah, maybe the appeal. When does that game even come out? I don't know when it comes out. I just know the demo was out this week, so... Yeah, I'm just I'm just preparing myself for Monster Hunter Worlds, man. I'm just like, "Mm, just just ready. I know it's 2018, but I'm getting ready. Uh, sad news, uh, Super Mega Baseball 2 was delayed until next year. Uh, did, I really did, enjoyed did the first one. Out. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first. The big thing for the sequel is that it's online. So, What, what is this? Like, it's like it's, an arcade baseball yeah, game? Yeah, arcade baseball. Like, uh, like old school uh, arcade baseball. And it was, it was, it's really fun. Like, even, I don't like baseball, but Super Mega Baseball is super fun. Uh, according to... Microsoft's Mike Ibarra, Xbox One achievements are receiving, receiving quote, fundamental changes. Any oh. any hints to what those changes might be? Nope, not a clue. Any guesses, you guys? I wonder if they're going to bring back those, uh, if you remember when the Xbox One first launched, they had those, like, special achievements that you would get within the first, mm-hmm. like, week or something. They weren't worth any Oh, points. like, they were time-based, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Challenge achievements, yeah. Really? I didn't I mean, know they had that. No, nobody did, because nobody cared. What Yabara <laughs> has said is that they have noticed that there are a lot of players that are playing one or two games a lot, and that some... They're looking at those kind of players that maybe only play a handful of games, play a lot of them, and their achievement scores aren't reflective of the amount of time that they play games, and that might have something to do with these changes. Who knows? So, like, you know, basically, like, living games continuing to get achievements or something like that. That would be quite cool if they... I mean, it might be that they'll raise the limit of a 1,000, maybe, or... Maybe there'll be achievements that are kind of you've got your maybe you've got your thousand achievement points you get with the game, but every game has like an additional five hundred based upon how long you play it, maybe or something along those lines. I don't know. I need some of them Overwatch bonus achievements. <laughs> <laughs> some of those well, are it's, tough it's, to get, dude. Oh, but. dude, I, I've I've played for five hundred hours and I think I have about eight hundred. Gamer score in that game? Yeah, you should have a thousand at that point. Maybe that's what they're looking at. It's well, like, I don't. Jesus. I don't play uh, some of the characters as much. And I'm going to be real frank with you: the Lucio achievement is impossible on console because fuck that. What's the Lucio achievement? You got to uh, you got to yeah, kill three, get fire. three killing blows while wall riding and with a controller. Yeah, that ain't happening, son. Uh, I tell it the DSP stanky. He does that all the time. Yeah, well, he you know, there are some freaks play. in this world, okay? That's and true. I'm just He's saying. a freak. I, I, I accept that fact. But uh, what I would like, personally, this is a, this is like a gold mine. I think uh, both cons- uh, companies could really delve into is 
you start, you basically make it so that every time you earn an achievement or a trophy, you're allotted a certain point. Let's say like a bronze or something like that, right? You get like one point for bronze. You get like five points for silver. For gold, you get you get like 10 points. And for platinum, you get something like 100 or 50, right? Seems fair. So what you do with these points is that you have another storefront. And you would take these points that you got from playing these games, and you w- you wouldn't be buying games really. You'd be buying things like avatars, like like uh, like themes for your like a uh, PS4 and Xbox, like little things that they're selling for like you know like a like ten like like ninety nine cents, like a dollar on the storefront that could easily be free, and nobody nobody would would really lose any money because they're not really selling that much anyway. So you you could put all these like little extra stuff and then just put it on the storefront and it will give people the incentive to really play through these games, try to get that platinum, you know? Because one of the things that they do is like if you get like a platinum in certain games, they they give you like a theme or something like that, or you earn some avatars or whatever. Or if you beat a game, you get like some extra games you can play. They do that within the game developer themselves. But if you put that on platforms, I think that would be the next stage, next step in the right direction. Because Xbox did something like that before, but these were just items for your little whatever those characters Avatar. were. Avatars. Yeah, well, avatars, right? They're coming back in a big way, so it might be linked to something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, well. I, I, I could see that, but more than that, you know, I'd rather have like you know, like Avatar, like you know, the the little icons and themes. I think themes especially are a good avenue because they have like an effect. You know, you load up your system and you can see it all the time. And some of the themes on the the storefronts are actually really nice. But I'm not going to pay like a dollar or two for themes, you know. I could literally just download a wallpaper from my uh, PC and put it on the PS4. And it'll look similar. It, won't, it wouldn't be dynamic, but it'll be the same art. So it's not that big of a deal. So losing the, the revenue from that but making it more, you know, incentivizing people to play games more on your consoles than others. And also achievements and trophies are great and all, but their points and they do absolutely nothing, right? So uh, I want to see them kind of rectify that a little bit, maybe do something with that. I think that'd be the next step forward. I don't know. They need to do something because people used to care about those things a lot, and now they don't really seem to care that much. Yeah. So, Which is the way it should be, really. Yeah, I Play the game because you want to play the game, not to get another 10 points or whatever. Uh, see, John, I, I used to have the same mentality as you because that's how I feel about the trophy and uh, achievements in particular. But I've, I've learned that people play games for very, very different reasons. There are certain people that just love seeing their achievements and those trophy gains. And that's basically what they play for, right? It's not just the games. The games themselves are kind of extras for their ultimate goal of getting as much achievement points or level as possible. And that's cool, man. Shit, like, you do you. That's the thing that you like to do. That's what you enjoy. That's cool. And I, don't, I have no qualms about that. So in that way, like, to, to really reward those people would be really great. I think that'd be fantastic. You know, they could say like, oh, look at all these resources I have. I can buy basically every theme, you know, on PlayStation Network. Or I can buy every theme or avatar item on Xbox Live. That'd be cool. Yeah, my only... I, I totally agree that I have no problem with people doing what they do. I used to be an achievement whore myself. <laughs> what, where I think it's wrong is when people punish themselves to get those points. Yeah, I think there is some, I guess, negative... Uh, negative aspects to that in the way where they play through something they actively hate just to get that right yeah i think that's kind of silly maybe make better use of your time especially if you're not enjoying yourself but sometimes 
like I even go through some things like that where I would grind, you know, I would grind in an RPG that's not particularly pleasant to do, or I would farm items, you know, that tried to for specific jobs. But the ultimate end goal, you know, kind of justifies the the you know getting there. So it's a kind it's kind of both ways. It's it's degrees. And, you know, to, to the consistencies that you do these things. So as long as you're not hurting yourself constantly on such things, it should be okay. Speaking of Overwatch, they're adding Deathmatch. They are. They already did, actually, in fact, in PTR. I, I don't know why. A lot of people have been asking for it. That's why. The thing that they get uh, requested the most out of anything, it's not new skins, it's not new characters, new moods. So you have the Capture the Flag and, you know... The thing about Jeff Kaplan is that he actually went on to say, like, yeah, Overwatch is not about arcade mode and deathmatch and things of that nature. So we're, not, we're probably never going to do that. But he actually ate his words. He actually came out on a developer's update and said, like, yeah, never say never. Uh, we decided to test it. We did a lot of things, and it's actually super fun. And we're just going to put it out there. And it's not going to replace the, the model of Overwatch. It's going to be there for other people that just want to do things like frag out. And I think that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it yeah. exists. An extra mode. I mean, it's again not taken away from from anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Well, maybe the, maybe maybe the fuckers that won't stay on the payload will stay over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Maybe those fucking Hanzo and Genji mains will play that shit instead of you know ruining your competitive. That's all. That's all they do. In, that's all they do in payload games, anyways. Deathmatch exactly. instead of being on the freaking payload. So what objective? What are you talking about? I gotta get the kills, bro. I gotta, I gotta get play the games, baby. Those are those, crack. yeah, they're my favorite when like the. They'll come out and they'll be like, group up with me. I'm like, no, I am not going with you. You're just going to... The payload's over here. You're not anywhere I remember, near it. Yeah, I'm like Lucio, right? And then there's like Genji's and Hanjo's all the way on the other cross of the map. Like asking for healing. It's like, I'm on the payload. Come get some healing. Yeah, did you not know that the payload will heal you too? Come on. Yeah, come over here if you need some of that healing. Yeah. God. Anyway, um, hey, ukulele. You remember that game? That game came out this year. It did. There was a huge patch that was coming. It dropped on PC probably like a month and a half ago. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's coming to console sometime. It finally came. And nobody came. What does it do? It fixes that game significantly. Uh, let you skip the gibberish conversations, which were annoying. It uh, fixes the camera. Gives you a better control over the camera. It adds like waypoints in the hub so you can find the levels. I know if you haven't played it, that makes no sense, but goddamn, they hid the fucking levels in that game. You know, the funniest thing is like you say something dramatic, and it fixes the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. Trust me, That's you have ginormous. no. If you didn't play that game, you have no idea how big of a problem that was. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, but yeah, that patch is finally out. I downloaded it. I'm going to check it out. I still enjoyed that game, but yeah, it had a lot of problems. Okay. Uh, release date for Dragon's Dogma, baby. PS4 and Xbox One version. Uh, it is... Hold on, let me pause this so it doesn't play music. Uh, where's it at? Where's it at? October 3rd. There we go. So Maybe I will finally beat or slash play this game more oh than 30 minutes. Oh my fucking god, that game is so good. So good! It's, it's one of those games that like I ought to really like, but I never just got into it for whatever reason. So oh, man. it's on it. Maybe I'll review it. Who knows? I can't wait to play that game again. I I played the shit out of that game, beat it, tried Bitter Black Isle, could not do it. So 
Maybe this is my time. Yep, maybe. Uh, Super Meat Boy is coming to Switch. Isn't Super Meat Boy 2 coming out soon? Is there no? Super Meat Boy 2? Isn't there? No. I thought that was no. in development. No, he just made no. a new game. Um, uh, the End is Nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the game that I was thinking of because it's so similar. It's, it is very Super Meat Boy-ish, yeah. apparently. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay, sure. Um, I think that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yep, I think so. Okay, sure. I'm just double checking. We keep talking about how Crash Bandicoot's coming to Xbox and PC. Did they verify that finally, nope. or is that still just still, rumor? Still just rumor. It'll It'd be happen. wild to see it on Xbox, but sure, you know, if it's a good game, I want to see it on as many platforms as possible. Yeah, I hate this exclusive shit. It's getting old. Mm. I mean, it, to the fact where you can't even talk about it, it's so dumb. Like, yeah, you gotta be like, coy around Like, the Tomb Raider shit that happened, and... Oh, God, I hate that shit. It, it only so it, it only serves to hurt the... Oh, yeah, I also play Rise of the Tomb Raider because of the new video card. Boy, that game looks good. Yeah, it does look good. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Oh. Yeah, oh, super nice looking game, that yeah. is. Um, Alright, no email, so I'm gonna head over to the Twitter. The Twitter. I have no idea what this is in response to. Um, oh, last week we had a tweet from Matt that says Splatoon 2 might be the best multiplayer game I've played since Overwatch. He responded by saying, mm-hmm. I semi-stand by this now. Now <laughs> I've had it a week or so trying to play modes locked out at certain times is a bit annoying. Yeah. How does yeah, that Salmon Run thing work, John? Like, do it, you just... When does it it's, come out? Um, yeah, it's only available at certain times of the day. Um... I, I don't know what when I went on, I didn't even check like a calendar or anything. I just went in there and it was available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, yeah, it's like only certain parts of the day. But well, let's, let's try just, to justify that action. Like, why? Why would you do I, that? What, I don't sense? know. It seems. I think they said those like, oh, we don't want people to get burnt out on it. But then let people play what they want to play. Mm-hmm. It just seems bizarre move. It really does, because that sounds like a fun mode. It's like a co-op mode, you know. Mm, it's like it a is absolutely. Is and again, if you've got, you don't need to really communicate. If you've got a team that's on point, you can do super well at it. Yeah, it's not like you're going to communicate anyway with that fucking mic system. So, <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. that's. <laughs> uh, Chandler says, anyone who has the money, utilize the Oculus sale. Elite Dangerous with flight controls is amazing and needs to be experienced. I don't know if I can get into Elite Dangerous. I have it on Xbox, and I could never get into it. Man, I think, like, Oculus, Elite Dangerous with Flight Controller for, like, Ryan would, like, change his life. It probably (laughs) would. Uh, Dustin says, UFO 50 looks really fun. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Oh, that's, like, a game jam thing. It was created. It's got, like, 50 games, but they're all kind of 8-bit-ish. Um... And apparently they're all about the length of like a classic 8-bit game, games would be, so people are super excited about it. Oh yeah, they launched that uh, Creators Club on Xbox this week, kind of basic indie games again, remember the indie games? Oh, the shit. I I downloaded a couple because there's a bunch of them that are free. Yeah, and there's a reason why they're free. Yeah, they're not good. Some of them are pretty bad. But hey, you know, free, whatever. 
Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a game or two that come out of that that are really because if you remember, indie games uh, spawned uh, what was the game that came out of that that was super po- the the vampire savior guy. Oh, uh, the dishwasher the, well, the dishwasher one by Scar Studios. Yeah, 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 dishwasher one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game was pretty good. There was a couple other ones that came out of there that were really good. But yeah, for the most part, it's ninety-five percent garbage. So. Mm. Uh, he also says that Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer beta wasn't anything interesting. Why do they keep milking it? Use your resources for something better, Square. They're they're pretty invested in 15, man. Like they're they're kind of all in. They kind of had the marketing to be, right? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I think it's the funny thing about 15 is like as as long as it took to develop, they still needed more time before the game actually came out. And that bums me out because that game felt like kind of incomplete in a lot of ways. Well, they hadn't restarted development so many times. Yeah, that's that's a problem with a game of that magnitude. A game that must succeed is is a terrifying scenario for any development studio. (laughs) This next tweet, it's making me laugh. It's from Don who says, Who's been playing Overwatch this week and how much of it have you played? As if it hasn't already been addressed. (laughs) <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> oh fuck. Um Dustin says been playing Quantum Break. I kinda like what they were going for, but it's a bit janky and the cover system isn't very good. Good story so far. Yeah, that that's kind of the story of that game, right? Yeah. It it had some really cool ideas. I actually enjoyed the T V portions. I thought they were well done. That game just did not seem to hit everything it needed to hit. So no. I'm Littlefinger. I'm evil. He's always evil. Oh, <laughs> uh, he says, played through Soul Blazer on the SNES. What a great game. I love going back to that system. It holds up so well. I totally agree. The Super Nintendo the system is ageless, baby. So good. Uh, like Jay, I finished the Witcher expansions, and they were fantastic. And that last boss took me a couple tries. Damn one-shot kills. It has a one-shot kill? I don't know. I have not played mm. through the DLC. I need. I still need to go back to it. It sits on my hard drive, eating up that seventy-five gigabytes of space. I should probably play it. It, it, it is ginormous, and it is most definitely worth finishing. Oh, absolutely! That's, I will never delete that game. Uh, he also says, "Hey Ken, did you pre-order Knack Two yet? I need a co-op partner, and we need to represent ZTGD in the Knack community." <laughs> I'm curious about how the co-op of that works. Is it full story co-op mode, or is it going to have its own missions? Or? Yeah, you, you well, co- just play as another... Like one had co-op mode, didn't it? That local. Same one as it well. was local only, though, right? Yeah, it was local, but this will be the same, but multiplayer. So, garbage, just online, yeah. online garbage. Well, NAC 2 seems like a much better game than the first one, but, you know... Who well, knows? It couldn't possibly be worse. It could always be worse, Ken. I don't know about that. It, it is always well, but then again, I never played Knack One because I know better. So yeah, don't. I, I don't have a. I don't have a reference. Even really if to make even there. if they give it to you free on PS Plus, don't download it. It's... No, 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 no. I download many things that I never go on to play, and it'll join that list of games. No, it'll don't. Be fine. Don't even download. It. It'll fuck up your PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah, it'll just destroy my PS4 Pro <laughs> from the inside out. It will. He'll just he'll uh, eat it from the inside out with his. You know, what Mark Cerny did is that if you don't launch Knack after downloading it within the first seven days, it actually destroys your system. He has he has a knowledge. He can do it. Yeah, and then he it's just a time bomb. And his yeah. voice will distract you because it'll just put you to sleep as he talks yeah, about. Like, yeah. Unlike unlike that um, Hellblade game, 
where it deletes your game save. If you don't play that, it will delete your hard drive. See, huh. that's that's one of the misconceptions that I sort of addressed in my review, but I don't really want to talk about yeah, it. Too much. I'm also jo- yeah. I'm also joking. I know. I just I I don't. I felt really crappy when I saw that news story. I'm like, why would you say that? You know? Yeah. Why would you? God damn, game journalism sucks. It, it's, it's really, it's really stupid because, yeah, you can talk about spoilers. Don't make it your fucking headline. Yeah, man. yeah. Don't do that. What if somebody, is wrong with you? If somebody wants to know that, give them an opportunity to not. Because I saw it on my Twitter feed, and I'm like. Man, fuck you. You know, the developers probably put a lot of work and thought into that, and then you mm-hmm. just fuck with it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, moving on. Dustin says Splatoon is really fun, but man, some of the decisions Nintendo made with that game are ass backwards. That's like, you know, that's that's basically Nintendo in a nutshell, right? It's the fun, Nintendo way. Yeah. Some of the shit they're doing is really dumb. Makes no sense. But man, their game's yes. real good, right? Uh, that's super fun, sure. You know, <laughs> if you can get around the uh, freaking up to some of the elements, sir. Uh, Dustin also says, I want to play Hellblade, but I want a physical copy, damn it. You might be waiting a while. They might do one of those limited edition special, like, physical edition prints from that. Is it called limited it's edition? It's called limited run games. Limited run, thank you. Yeah. A limited run, and they might do, but. You'd have to check their schedule to see if it's even. Speaking of which, they launched a, a game on Friday. I, I have which not, I have not had a chance to play yet, but it's fucking Night Trap, man. Oh God! <laughs> Night, I, that's, Night that's Trap. The thing. Night it's Trap so was random. released in 2017. Something wrong with this world. There is something wrong with this. Okay, uh, at least we know one person who wants. That oh, there's game. a lot of people that want that okay. game, and I, I. It sold out in like thirty seconds. Why? It's it's a bad game. It, was, it is a bad game. <laughs> it pay it plays poorly. It's like but you it's know like what? A terrible horror movie. It's a, it's literally one of the one of these tent poles of video game history. Yeah, it I is. So. Everybody like, yes, everybody knows what it is. You know. I'd rather, you know, when you're talking about the history of ESRB, let me let me get a copy of Mortal Kombat instead, okay? Yeah, that was I more know. monumental. I know it was a better game, but still, that game everybody knows it. Night Trap. Yep. We're gonna see reviews of Night Trap popping up, huh? Yo, in 2017. Uh, oh, that game's gonna get fucking murdered. <laughs> oh, I doubt it. Everybody reviewing it'll be like, oh yeah, this, this takes me back to you know, a shitty game. It's just a, just a nostalgia. Oh really. yeah, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yes, not true. Uh, finally, the last tweet says, Dustin says, speaking of Witcher combat, sorry, speaking of Witcher, that combat holds the game back, and I remember how gorgeous those graphics were, but after Horizon, they already look dated. The graphics? Yes. Uh, a little bit. What I like about Witcher in particular is like when you're riding, you know, uh, when you're riding on the road and the wind is blowing and there's like rain, there's thunderstorm, and the way the trees like all like brush aside along with the wind, it just looks really dramatic. And that's one of the things I like about it. And you have to also remember there's a lot more going, things going on in Witcher than there is in Horizon at any given time. So obviously the visuals are not quite up to par outside of the fact that, you know, it came up. Came up before Horizon as well. You, you know what other game? I, it's, really... It still looks gorgeous to this day, in my opinion. No, no, absolutely. But you know what other game had really good atmosphere like that? It's fucking what? Dying Light. 
Dying Light, yes. At nighttime, dude? Holy oh, shit. Man, that game. That was one of the first games this gen that had, like, the blowing trees and, and just, mm-hmm. it just felt ominous when you were in that world. When those mutant zombies are chasing you and it's raining and it's thunderstorming outside and you're running for your dear life and yeah. you hear the screaming. Like, ah! That game's yeah. getting a bunch of free, uh, free DLC over the next 12 months. That is weird. Yeah. But I appreciate it. Yeah, I will. I might revisit it. I really like that game. I, I beat the original game, but I didn't do the following DLC. Did you do the following DLC? Game? I played it for a little bit, but I never finished it. Yeah. The one I, where you get the car and stuff? Yeah, yeah, you get the car right off the bat, and then yeah. you do all this stuff. I didn't play through that. I kind of want to, but I don't know. It feels like the time has passed for that game, but I did really enjoy the original campaign. Yeah. Outside of the, the bugs that I kept running into. I would really like for them to just do a follow-up to that game. Would be good. Would be good. That that parkour element along with uh, the the whole open world zombie thing worked really well together. Yep. But that's it for the tweets. If you want to tweet at us, uh, shoot them to at N4G Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, John is at John WUK. Jay is at Baduside J. And you can follow me and the site at ZTGD. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ZTGD.com. Uh, and check out Phoenix Town. I think, uh, are they finishing Ready Player One this week? I, I do believe so. I can't imagine a book taking too many episodes of uh, a podcast cover. Yeah, that's what so, I thought. I figured it'd be three, maybe four tops episodes. How many are they up to they're, now? They're, this is their second one on Friday, so. Okay, so maybe one more, maybe, you know, maybe another, but they should be, they should be wrapping up. But I've been, I've been hearing them talk about it on Twitter a little bit, but... It seems it seems like a bit of a mixed bag, but they're having fun. Yep, I'll wait for the movie. See. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel I feel like such an anti-intellectual saying that, but I have too much stuff that I want to do instead than I, reading this. I book. I love reading, but for some mm-hmm. reason it really puts me to sleep to just sit down and read a book. How long does it usually take for you to start feeling sleepy? Uh, about a half hour, probably. Really? It's yeah. like, I guess it depends on the book. For me, like if a book is making me feel sleepy, that's not a book that I really want to read. That's what's a weird. Book's got to get me involved. Yeah, that's what's weird about it. Is like even when I enjoy the book, I still start to like kind of nod off while I'm sleeping yeah. I, or while I'm reading. I, I don't understand it. Like I enjoy reading. I read a lot of books when I was in high school, but mm-hmm. it just always made me fall asleep, and I don't know why. Maybe you're just sleep deprived, Ken. <laughs> well, there's there is that. I, I guess yeah. reading is like the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not act- doing anything with your body. Yeah, you're just kind of sitting that. there, and your body just mm-hmm. kind of is like, all right, well, let's just, let's just go to sleep. Let's go to sleep. You know, you know what's good is uh, audio books in particular. I'm driving a lot. You know, I'm going from place to place, or I'm working with my hands, and I just put that on my ear and just listen to the book. And it's a great experience, especially if you got a good reader. I basically read through all of Game of Thrones, well, listened through all of Game of Thrones in that way with audiobooks. And that was awesome. Like, I love audiobooks. I was doing, what is that, the Amazon service? Audible, right? Audible, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Is Audible Audible Amazon? Yeah, Yeah, it's Amazon. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's actually a really good service, the way they keep their books updated. They keep, uh, basically keep track of where you are exactly, so you can just stop at any given time. It'll just, you know, start, start back up, whether your device was turned off or on, whenever. So, there's just, like, just of that nature... And uh, if you're having trouble reading a uh, reading book because you get tired, just uh, you know, just listen to it. That's that's a, that's a good way to go. I will tell you, 
if somebody created a service where Morgan Freeman read every book I listened to. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, I mean, obviously it'd be glorious, but I mean, he he needs rest, man. I, I understand he needs rest, but if he read all the books to me, fuck, I. I'd listen to every book he read. They do. They do a good job of uh, picking the the right reader for the right book. In most of the cases, from what I've seen, like the guys, the people they they got for Game of Thrones in particular, the way they articulate Roy the words. Uh, was it was that the person? I don't know the name. Yeah, but, Roy uh, Roy Trace. Yeah, I uh, always listen to them. He was he was famously the mm-hmm. Beast in Beauty and the Beast TV show. Wow, oh, God, that old the one with Linda. Yeah, Hamilton? old man. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, his voice is magnificent, and the way he articulates his words clearly and with intent, depending on the situation, uh, that's some good stuff, man. I really appreciate good, uh, good I mean, people that are really able to articulate their points across. So, yeah. auto books. Morgan Freeman, just make a yeah. I mean, he's, Morgan Freeman, uh, James Earl Jones, you know, best of the biz kind of deal. But you can't always have the best. Sometimes you just kind of have to go one someone, uh, someone different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for this week. I don't know if I'm ready for fall yet. I don't know. Now, my my life that. my life gets so busy in every facet. The place that I work is in education, so we get busy there. Uh, football comes back on, so I lose an entire day of doing anything productive. Video games are coming out the wazoo, and my son goes back to school. Busy, uh, busy times. That's a, that's a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, when he's in the school, right? I mean, when he's in school, know. I'm at work, so it's not like I can make any take any advantage of it. That's true. <laughs> so. I got to sit here and work all day anyway, whether he's in school or not. So, yeah. either way, I'm I'm very much looking for the September rush when September and October is is gonna be legendary for video games, and I can already feel it in my bones. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. New hardware coming out in November. Tons of games dropping before then. Oh, right. I totally forgot about Xbox One. That's because he can't pre-order it. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about a system that's coming out in like two months. That's funny. I am so angry that I have not been able to pre-order this stupid machine yet. Ken, you were bragging about it on Twitter. (laughs) You're like, oh, I got it all set up. I'm going to call my guy. And what happened to that, huh? Well, you know know what that call was about? What? Them being open on Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the disappointments are so real. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him again yesterday. I'm like, dude, do you got anything? He's like, nope, as he was hanging up uh, promotional material for the fucking system. He still doesn't know. It's bizarre. Because it has passed um, FDA, hasn't it? They have said it's passed now. It's possible that it happens this week because it is Gamescom. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Gamescom yeah. is very, very soon, so it could be it's then. this week, isn't and the, it? Yeah, we've got some big no, stuff coming out of Gamescom. No, it's next week. Are we sure? Let me check the calendar. I think so. I'm sure I saw their tweet yesterday. It's like said 10 days or something. Oh, you're right. It starts on the 23rd. But yeah. they're having a conference, aren't they? So, yes. Which they didn't have last year. So. Yep, they will be there. Okay, it makes sense. I mean, you have your, but then I mean, it's not like they didn't they didn't put out everything all information. Can they add anything about the Xbox One X at this point? <laughs> They're going to release it like a month early. You can buy it right now. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> that came to the conference gets a free Xbox One X. I mean, those things are out in the wild. People have been messing with them. There can't be a whole lot to do besides manufacture them, right? 
Yeah, the thing about manufacturing mm. is that obviously a pre-order numbers are a good idea and uh, gives you a nice basis or how many things in you know, how many of the systems you should manufacture. So, not not taking pre-orders at this point of time is weird to me still. I still think it's because they know what it is. At least they're smart enough to know what it is. It's not going to be the big holiday item this Christmas. No, it's definitely it's, not. It's going to be a group of guys like me who want a more powerful Xbox, which is a very small minority. Yeah, it's it's even smaller because I spent the same amount of money for something that's fifty percent more powerful. <laughs> PC gaming master race. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! See, this is why nobody <laughs> likes you, people. Hey, don't even worry about it, man. <laughs> don't even worry about it. You know, I'm I'm over here enjoying all my peace and teraflops. Uh, you are you really? Yeah, this is pretty. It's pretty nice. It's got three more teraflops. I can feel it. <laughs> three more teraflops. You can feel the extra flop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if it's only one teraflop, I couldn't feel it. But it's three. Yeah, it's like I feel it. Yeah, you didn't right. even know what a teraflop <laughs> was last week. Shut up. <laughs> well, I knew it before that, but you know, no. In, in all honesty, I think the Xbox One X, just like you said, is going to be great for those console gamers looking for a PC experience on their TV. So I think it's going to be. It's going to have a, a niche market, but. Let's be frank, it's not going to sell Gangbusters no, no, after the no, first, you know, no. like a month or so. So, If a more powerful yeah. PlayStation couldn't move units, a more powerful Xbox isn't going to either. <laughs> not likely. Nope. Uh, but anyway, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about more games. And, you know, good stuff. Back. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.